Hey, hey, everyone. This is Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. We are at episode 61, and we are still in our Marriage Vows series. Now, we are going to deviate just a little bit from the traditional marriage vows that we've been talking about over the last several weeks. Don't worry, we're still going to be talking about marriage vows, but I'm actually adding in a line that isn't found in the traditional vows, but it is found in some of the more liturgical Christian vows like the Lutherans and the Methodists. And today we are going to be talking about a very important word that has actually been kind of like a lost word, and it's the word honor. I often think of couples who are struggling, which is most of the couples that I work with, they're struggling marriages. And I look at these couples and probably nine times out of 10, they are lacking this whole value of honor. Now, they're great people and they would even say that they love each other, but love and honor are are two separate things. And so we're going to break that down today. And we're going to talk about some very practical ways that you can show your spouse honor. And I believe that if you put into practice the things that we're going to talk about today, you are going to notice a significant difference in your marriage. But before we jump into all of that, I want to encourage you, if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe. When I subscribe to podcasts, it's so easy for me to just look at my phone and see that podcast has uploaded a new episode. I don't have to search for it. I don't have to look for it. It just shows up right on my phone. And so if you've been enjoying Real Relationship Talk, subscribe. Let your friends know, share this podcast, and share a review. Reviews actually help other people just like you to be able to find some really good information, really good inspiration, really good encouragement for their marriages and their relationships. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. All right, my friends, today we're talking about the word honor. And if you were to ask the average child, what does it mean to honor? What does that word mean? I would guess that the majority of children probably think that honor has something to do with being honest. Or they might think, I want to make the honor roll. Okay, but I believe that most kids these days have no idea what it actually means to show honor. And that's because this value is becoming a little lost in our culture. And it has absolutely become lost in most marriages. I want to read to you the traditional Methodist wedding vows because they actually put this word honor in the vows. So listen to this. Will you have this woman or man to be your wife or husband to live together in holy marriage? Will you love him or her, comfort him or her, honor and keep him or her in sickness and in health and forsaking all others, be faithful to him or her as long as you both shall live? And then, of course, the bride and the groom would say, I do. Side note, have you ever been to a wedding where they said, nah, I'm not doing that or I don't? I'm just curious. I've never been to one, but I'm always wondering what would happen if the couple said, I don't. Like, I've not ever officiated a wedding where that's happened. Prayerfully, it will never happen. Okay, I digress. Let's look at the Lutheran wedding vows. They're very similar, but they add a little bit more wording in here, which I really, really like. 
Okay, so the Lutherans say, I, Dana, take you, Sean, and these things I promise to you. I will be faithful to you and honest with you. I will respect, trust, help, and care for you. I will share my life with you. I will forgive you as we have been forgiven. And I will try with you to better understand ourselves, the world, and God through the best and worst of what is to come as long as we shall live. That is absolutely beautiful. What I want to talk to us today is what honor is all about. When you listened to those vows, you should have picked up some key words, especially in the Lutheran wedding vows. Words like trust, words like help, words like care, words like share. When we honor our spouses, it's more than us just showing our spouses respect. A lot of people will get honor and respect kind of intertwined, and they are very, very similar. They could be kissing cousins, if you will. They're very, very close. But honor actually goes a step higher, I believe. And honor is where we esteem someone higher even than ourselves. To honor someone is to think highly of that person It is to hold them in high regard or high respect. It's to esteem them. It is to recognize the importance of someone. Or if you think of like when we would say something like, I know that I'm late, but I wanted to honor my commitment. What are we saying when we're saying I want to honor my commitment? We're saying that I want to uphold or fulfill a duty. I said that I'm going to be here and I'm here. And this is why you can't really honor someone unless there's established trust in the relationship. Now, we do a lot of talk about trust on this podcast because trust is an essential ingredient for any healthy relationship. Whether you're married, dating, you're in a friendship, even a co-working relationship, you have to have trust in order for that relationship to be viable. Now, we're not going to talk about trust in this particular episode, but I definitely want to bring that to the forefront because a lot of people don't honor their spouses because they don't trust them. And trust is not always because your spouse has been unfaithful, like, and, you know, they've been caught up in a, an affair or something like that. That's not what I'm talking about when I'm saying trust today. What I'm saying is that we don't believe a lot of times, if we're real with ourselves, that our spouses have our best intentions at heart. We don't believe that they are going to be reliable, that they're going to be committed to whatever. We don't believe that they're going to be consistent in their care for us. And so if you have holes in your foundation of trust with your spouse, it's going to be hard for you to honor them. However, honor is also an essential ingredient to a thriving relationship. Notice I didn't say honor is an essential ingredient to a relationship because you can be in a relationship with someone and not honor them. And people have been in relationships like that for years, decades even. I'm probably sure that you know of an aunt or a neighbor or God forbid your own marriage where it completely is void of honor, where they talk to each other any old kind of way, they talk about each other any old kind of way. And it's it's actually really, it's rough. It's being around relationships like that that, that just make me cringe. When I hear a woman tearing her husband down, it is like nails on a chalkboard for me. I can't stand it. 
I, I won't stay in a conversation with a woman who is doing that or with a man. If he's tearing down his wife and if he's talking about, you know, yeah, when we were together and we first got together, she looked so different and she was this and she was that. I can't deal with it. Okay, it's dishonoring. One of my favorite scriptures when I think about honor is in Philippians 2, 3. I think that there's probably, in my opinion, probably not a scripture that is this poignant, that's this relevant to what honor is all about. And I'm going to read, I'm actually going to read to you verses, let's see, let's start with verse 3 and 4. And this is out of the Passion Translation. I really love how this reads. So this is Philippians 2, verse 3 and 4. It says, be free from pride-filled opinions. My Lord, we could do a whole episode on that. For they will only harm your cherished unity. Now, this scripture is not specifically to married couples. However, it is chock full of marriage wisdom here. Okay, so it says they will only harm your cherished unity. What will harm your cherished unity? Your pride-filled opinions. And it's not just an opinion, but it's a self-righteous, pride-filled opinion. If you're always right at the end of every conversation, Houston, we have a problem. And I know that it's hard because most of us always want to be right. But what Philippians is saying here is that if you are full of pride and if your opinions are the most important opinions all the time, that is going to harm your unity. Okay, let's continue. It says, don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in authentic humility, put others, or you could say put your spouse first and view others or your spouse as more important than yourselves. Now, can I just pause right here and say, when I read this scripture, I'm like, but Lord, why we got to do that? Like, why do I have to look at Sean as more important than me? How come we can't both be important? We can both be important, right? And the truth of the matter is, of course, you can both be important. However, human nature is, I'm going to look out for me. I'm going to make sure that my needs are met. I'm going to make sure that I come out on top. I'm going to take care of me. We have no problem with making sure that our needs are taken care of. And so this encouragement for us in Philippians is don't just look out for your own interests. And this is the very next scripture, okay? Don't look out for your own interests. Think about others as more important than yourselves. Verse four says, abandon every display of selfishness. O-M-G. Abandon every display of selfishness. I like what I like and I want what I want and I want what I want now. When we redid our kitchen, you guys have heard me talk about this kitchen remodel. Praise the good Lord. We are fully done. But when we were remodeling this kitchen, I realized that some of the um, passionate debates that Sean and I had was because I wanted my way right now. I didn't want to wait for things. I wanted it right now. And that is a display of selfishness. Now, I could say, oh, it's for my home. I want my home to be beautiful for my family. And that is true. However, sometimes, y'all, we're just being selfish. And we need somebody just to be able to call it out and say, you're being really selfish right now. You're being petty Eddie, okay? So verse 4 says, abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. Another translation says, do not only look toward your own interests, 
but also to the interests of others. That's what honor is, you all. It's when we say, it's not that I'm not important. It's not that my opinions don't matter. It's not that my preferences don't matter. But I'm willing to lay opinions and preferences aside so that your opinions can matter, so that your preferences can matter. Again, if your spouse has some character flaws, nobody needs to know all of those. You don't need to get, you know, on the phone and talk to your girlfriend or your your guy friend about all the inconsistencies in your spouse. Now, obviously, we're humans and sometimes we need to emote and sometimes we do need a listening ear, but be really careful in how you do that. If I see somebody about to make a mess of their life, it is not honoring for me to say to that person, well, I mean, just do whatever you want to do. If if that makes you happy, I totally understand. That's actually dishonoring them. Why? Because if I'm doing that, it's probably because I don't want to ruffle any feathers. I don't want them to be upset with me. I do not want to look like the bad guy. So really, I'm being selfish, even though it looks like I'm being honoring. And this is the deal, you guys, with our spouses. Sometimes we let things go, not because we're being loving and not because we're being supportive, but because we just don't want to deal with a mess. We don't want to have conflict. And so what looks like honor is really a lack of courage. Sometimes the most courageous thing you can do is to challenge your spouse, to call them up. And when you do that, that is actually showing honor. Okay, so let's talk about some practical ways that we can actually show honor to our spouses. I think one of the biggest things is that we can encourage our spouses. When you see your spouse trying something new, even if you know it's going to fail, I put a post up in our Christian Marriages and Relationship Facebook group, which if you're not a part of that group, join it. It's so much fun. We have great conversations in the group. But I put a poll up and I, I put the poll up and I basically said, let's say your spouse has some wild dream for their life that you know that they're not going to be able to accomplish because they don't have the skills, the work ethic or the dedication to pull it off. What do you do? And I love looking at some of those responses. But here's the deal. When you honor your spouse, you encourage them. You encourage their gifts. You encourage their dreams. You encourage that crazy plan that you might not think is ever going to work out. Sometimes we just need to be able to dream together. Sometimes those things won't ever come to fruition. That's one of the things that I really appreciate about Sean. He has never shot any of my ideas down. And I have lots of ideas all the time. Poor guy. I'm always coming up with, what do you think of I? Oh, my gosh. I think. And then don't even throw God in there. It's like, oh, the Lord told me that I need to be doing X, Y, and Z. He has never said to me, the Lord never told you that, Dana. He's always like, oh, really? And then he'll ask, well, how are you going to do that? And I don't know if he like really doesn't believe the idea is a good idea, but if he doesn't, he's never said so. So a part of honoring is encouraging and supporting your spouse, even if the ideas seem a little far-fetched to you. It's just esteeming them. It's saying, this might not always pan out, but I don't want to shut you down in the dreaming process. I don't want to shut down your dreams. There was a a specific time in our marriage where Sean told me that 
there was something that he was trying to accomplish. And I am very analytical. I'm a type one. I am an Enneagram three. I have plans and spreadsheets, okay? And so when things don't make sense to me, I don't have a a hard time with letting people know that those things don't make sense. And that's a great business mind, but it's not always great in the relationship space. And so there was something that he was trying to do, and I was giving him all of the reasons why I didn't think that that was a good idea and why I didn't think that it should happen right now. And all of my, quote, wisdom was sound, but it wasn't honoring And before his idea could even really get off the ground, I am sad to say that I kind of botched it. Now, praise God for his grace and mercy. Sean did the thing anyway and is doing great at it. He's doing it right now. And so I'm really happy that God isn't dependent upon us to make our spouses who they're supposed to be. But we need to learn how to encourage our spouses Another way that we can practically show honor for our spouses is we can respect their opinions. A lot of times people will marry people who are just like them, who think just like them, who act just like them, who vote just like them, who think politically just like them. And we have to learn and we have to get better at respecting different opinions. This is not easy, you guys. We know this. We are in 2021. We see it play out every single day in the news. If your opinion is different than mine, I am going to somehow make you look like an evil, bad person, and I'm going to discredit you. That is wrong. And sometimes in marriage, we have different ways that we parent. We have different ways that we like to spend or save money. We have different ways that we like to eat. We have different ideas for date night. And guess what? Our opinion isn't the only right opinion. And so we have to be better at respecting the opinion of our spouses. We don't have to agree. You guys hear me say all the time that the purpose of communication is not agreement, but understanding. I don't have to agree with everything that Sean says, and he doesn't have to agree with everything that I say, but we do have to learn how to respect each other's opinions. Another way that we can show our spouses honor is the way that we talk about them. Not It's not just not talking evil about your spouse, but it's actually talking well of your spouse. It's bragging on your spouse to your coworkers and to your friends and to your neighbors. Sean has a lawn care company, and so our yard always looks great. It always looks amazing. And people are, and our neighbors comment on it all the time. And it can be easy for me to be like, yeah, thanks. But every time a neighbor comments on my yard, I always try to make it a point to honor Sean. And I'll say something like, thank you so much. Sean works really hard. Thank you so much. Sean just put new grass seed down. Thank you so much. Sean worked all night to make sure that this flower bed looks the way that it looks or whatever I say. I make sure that I show him honor. I'm a pastor at my church, as you guys know. And Sean actually runs the security ministry for all of our campuses. He's amazing at what he does. He's a great leader. And I don't tell him that enough. And one of the things that I love is when my senior pastor tells me about something that he loves about Sean. It makes me feel 10 feet taller because he's honoring my spouse. And then what do I do? I honor Sean back to my pastor. And then I come home and I tell Sean, this is what they said about you. That's honor. 
If you have a compliment in your mind for your spouse, say it. There are so many times, you guys, that we think good thoughts about our spouses and we never say it because we're like, oh, they already know. They already know they look good. They already know that they're generous. They already know. But we don't ever get tired of hearing good things about ourselves. Neither do our spouses. So one of the more practical things that you can do to honor your spouse is to speak well of them in public and in private. I would say you should probably speak well of your spouse more in private than you do in public. When you start speaking well of your spouse in public and they look at you like, are you the same person I'm married to that I'm about to go home with? That's a problem. Your spouse should be used to hearing you esteem them at home. And I think it's a great idea for you to do that in public as well. Now, along with that, and I mentioned it earlier, one of the ways that we show honor to our spouses is by not airing their dirty laundry. It's by not talking about their weaknesses, their inconsistencies. It's not even making little jokes about them. I remember, and I'm not going to say which pastor, but one of my former pastors would always clown on his wife in the pulpit all the time. And it was it was embarrassing. It, it wasn't funny to me. And a lot of people would laugh and it was kind of like that uncomfortable laugh, like, <laughs> like we're supposed to laugh, but this really isn't funny. And I remember that just had such an impression on me to never do that. If I, and I used to tell myself, if I ever have a public platform, when I get married, I wasn't even married yet. When I get married, I'm never going to shame my spouse that way. Now, to that pastor's credit, I don't think that he was trying to dishonor his spouse. I think he was trying to be funny. But at the risk of his wife feeling maybe like her her laundry was being aired out, that wasn't a good thing to do. And we have to be careful of doing that when we make jokes about our spouses. It's okay to do that from time to time, but just be careful that it doesn't start slipping into your spouse feeling uncovered, your spouse feeling uncomfortable, your spouse feeling disrespected or dishonored. All right, you guys. And the last thing that I want to give to you today in ways that we show honor to our spouses is to prioritize the things that are important to them. You need to know your spouse's love language. You need to know how my spouse feels love. I am a quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch girl. I pretty much have all the love languages except for I don't really care about acts of service and gifts, okay? But the quality time, words of affirmation, and physical touch are like almost all three, you know, they're tied almost. I would say probably quality time and words of affirmation for sure are tied. And then physical touch is a second close, um, close love language for me. Sean's love language, can you guess, are words of affirmation, but it's also gifts and acts of service. So what that means for me is I have to then care about gifts and acts of service. I really honestly could care less about a gift. I am not the best gift giver because I don't really care about gifts. I like nice things, but I can just go buy it myself. And so when I have friends that have birthdays, it causes me great trepidation because I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, I don't want to give them a gift card. Gift cards are impersonal. Okay, I have to go to the store. I have to buy them. Then I have to like rack my brain and think about what did they talk about? What are the, what are the things they like? I mean, it's, it causes like me to go into a panic attack, honestly. 
And so I just rather give people money. It's easy. Here you go. You go buy yourself whatever you need. Sean is very good at giving gifts. And I asked him, I'm like, how how are you so, how's like every single gift that you've given me, like a, an 11 on a scale from 1 to 10, like he just knocks it out of the park. And he said, Dana, all you have to do is just listen to people. And I'm like, excuse me, I am a marriage coach. This is what I do. I'm a pastor. I listen to people all day long. But the truth of the matter is, I'm not the greatest listener when it comes to what people like and what they want for gifts. And so what I'm telling you is in order to honor your spouse, you have to listen to what they like. I want him to like what I want him to like. (laughs) So I, I remember I used to buy him these outfits that weren't really like the way that he dressed, but it was the way that I wanted him to dress. And then I would get mad when I would see the shirts up in the top of the closet with the tag still on it, still in the little bag that it came in, because that's not what he liked. I wasn't prioritizing his interests. I was prioritizing mine. And so if we're going to show honor to our spouses, we have to prioritize the things that are important to them. Do they like birthdays and anniversaries? Are those things important? If so, we're going to have to learn how to make those things important to us. Do they like sports? If we don't like sports, we got to learn a little bit about sports so that we can have some kind of conversation with our spouse about the things that they're interested in. Do our spouses like to read? Well, I don't like to read. Okay, but it's not always about you. You got to learn how to read so that you can have some intellectual conversations with your spouse that are stimulating. What are some other things that you have been telling yourself, but I don't like to do that. I don't like to stay up late. I don't like to wake up early. It's not about you all the time. We have to learn how to prioritize the things that our spouse finds important. And so, y'all, these are just some practical ways. I didn't say they were easy. I said they were practical. So how do we do this? First and foremost, we need to understand that God honors us. The Bible says that he laid his life down for us. Jesus did. And I understand everyone's listening to this podcast. You might not be a Christian, but I believe that this is the foundation of how we show honor is we realize that we were first honored, even though we didn't deserve it. God honored us. And so we can then take that and honor our spouses. We need to tap into that love. This is why it kind of irritates me when people say things like, I love my husband because he does these things for me. It's kind of selfish, actually, if you think about it. I love him because he makes me laugh. (laughs) I love him because he gives me money. I love him because he's so nice to me, makes me feel good. Do you love them or do you love how they make you feel? Honor says, I'm going to treat you well because you're worthy of being treated well. I'm going to esteem you because you are worth it. And when we treat our spouses with honor, it makes them stand 10 feet taller. It makes them feel like they're the most important person in the world. You can usually look at someone and tell if they're being loved well. And you can usually listen to someone and tell if they truly honor their spouse or not. And what I want us all to do is to work on this thing right here. That's why I wanted to kind of take a little pause. We're going to come back to For Richer, For Poor and Sickness and Health, but I wanted to take a little pause and really talk about 
what it means when we make a marriage vow, when we commit to care for and honor our spouse. So there you have it. Your honor is my honor. If we can all get into the habit of saying that and thinking that and living that, truly living that, that's when you tap into that deep, deep, intimate love. That love is not dependent upon what our spouses do for us. It's only dependent on how we want to show them how worthy they are of our love. So thank you so much for listening today. I would love to hear back from you. Maybe there's some ways that you show your spouse honor or ways that you haven't. I am not ashamed, you guys, to tell y'all about my mess ups and my failures. I am not a perfect wife and I am still growing and learning and course correcting all the time. And so I'm going to continue to share not just my triumphs, but some of my failures so that you can know that you're not alone because I know that y'all are making some of these mistakes too. And so I never want to come on this podcast as a quote expert and tell you all of the things that you need to do because I am doing all of these things. No, 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 sis. No, 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 bro. Like I'm growing too. And so I am focused on showing Sean more honor this week. And I hope that you're focused on showing your boo some honor this week. Well, that's it for today's episode. I have some little show notes available for you. If you would care to go over to realrelationshiptalk.com slash episode 61, you will find those notes there. And I'm also going to link to an article that will give you some more ways that you can show honor to your spouse. Well, again, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast and I will see you here next week for our continuation in our Marriage Vow series. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Take care. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcasts.